The International Criminal Court's Chief Prosecutor, Fatua Bensouda, said that she has opened a formal investigation into alleged war crimes that have been taking place since June 2014 in the Israeli-occupied West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza Strip. This decision was, of course, welcomed by Palestinian officials, but opposed by Israeli and U.S. authorities. So let's talk more about these alleged crimes and the implications of the ICC probe. Joining us is President's Club Professor Emeritus of Law at The Ohio State University's Moritz College of Law, Professor John Quigley. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, first, could you give us some background on the uh, International Criminal Court's decision to launch a uh, formal investigation into those alleged war crimes committed in the Palestinian territories? Well, the government of Palestine had requested that there be an investigation, um, and it has the right to do that because it is party to the treaty that establishes the court. Um, So the prosecutor uh, undertook an investigation. Um, She actually uh, went to a panel of the judges uh, to make sure that they were on board with her conclusion that there was good jurisdiction because the court has jurisdiction over acts in the territory of states that are party, uh, and she wanted to be sure that the judges would agree with her that the territory of the West Bank, the, the area near Jerusalem, uh, that that's territory of Palestine. And the judges said, yes, it is, and now she has said that she's going to go ahead and commence an investigation. Um, I think we mo- all of us could presume that Israel is not happy uh, with this decision. Generally, um, how is it received there, and what, what would Israel be saying in terms of rebutting or, or saying that these, um, uh, this, this probe is unfounded? Well, um, Israel is saying, I think, two different things. One is that it's not appropriate for the courts to take jurisdiction um, over persons who are nationals of a state that has not signed up to the court, and Israel has not become a party to the treaty that establishes the court. The other argument that it makes uh, is that Palestine is not properly speaking a state, and therefore it's not properly a party to the treaty that establishes the court. In terms of the... um formal probe being uh, conducted uh, by the ICC, uh, we know that the Israeli government has basically been under Netanyahu's control for, for quite some time now. D- does this have any political effect, do you think, in, in Israel um, in terms of any uh, perhaps uh, influence on their upcoming legislative elections? Um, it, it's possible that it will. I mean, Mr. Netanyahu is under some problem uh, domestically in Israel with, with respect to being investigated for criminal activity. Um, and this will perhaps add to that. Um, on the other hand, it may be that Israelis will be rather defensive about what the International mm-hmm. Criminal Court is doing and see this as a plus for Mr. Netanyahu that he is 
uh, opposing what the court is doing. And Professor Quigley, you are speaking to uh, an audience here in Korea and uh, many people, not just Korea, but around the world, often kind of wonder and and are confused by uh, the U.S.'s steadfast uh, support of Israel on these contentious topics when um, perhaps uh, some would sympathize or side more with the Palestinian argument on this. Traditionally, just um, and and maybe specifically in this case, why is the United States opposed to the ICC inquiry? Well, I think there, there are two factors. One is that the United States has always been very negative on the International Criminal Court um, and has said that it should not have jurisdiction over persons who are nationals of states that are not a party, and the United States is not a party. Um, so the United States agrees with Israel on that point. Then, in, uh, as you're suggesting, the United States does, in general, back up Israel on international issues. Um, and I think that is also a, a factor in the decision of the United States uh, to take a negative stance on what the court is now doing uh, in the, uh, the case of Palestine. As we see this investigation unfold, um, exactly what are the alleged war crimes uh, that will be investigated? Uh, That's still to be determined, Mm. but the prosecutor has already identified some that she thinks um, uh, are merit, uh, that they merit some investigation. One is the firing of rockets by Hamas into Israel, since those rockets are not very accurate, uh, and it is a violation of the law of war uh, if you fire at a, uh, an objective where you can't ensure that you're not going to be uh, unnecessarily harming civilians. Uh, so that's one. Um, a second would be the... Um, actions of the Israeli military in the 2014 war against Gaza um, that the Israeli uh, military uh, fired into highly uh, uh, dense uh, populations in Gaza uh, and injured civilians. So by the same token that Hamas might be responsible, so on the Israeli side you could have responsibility. The third item uh, is that the statute of the court, the treaty that sets it up, specifically makes it a crime if you put your own people into territory that you hold under belligerent occupation. And the West Bank of the Jordan River, the Palestine territory, is held by Israel under belligerent occupation. So the prosecutor has said that she thinks uh, that that requires looking into as well. And uh, as a legal expert and, and somebody who has uh, seen these probes take place in the past, what do you expect will be happening with this specific investigation and um, how do you think uh, they will uh, approach it? Well, I, I think that the prosecutor's office probably will find some people to uh, indict uh, on all three of these counts that I've just mentioned, 
Um, and I think that's why the Israeli government is so concerned about this, because uh, any of the high-ranking officials of the Israeli uh, government uh, could be guilty for inserting Israeli civilians uh, into settlements in Palestine territory. Um, but so I, I think it is likely that the investigators will come up with some indictments. And then bottom line, I guess the question then goes uh, to uh, what will actually happen as a consequence, because many people feel that uh, perhaps the probe at the end of the day won't have any teeth. I, I, I'm old enough to remember when <laughs> there were calls for uh, referring uh, Dick Cheney, the former vice president, and George W. Bush uh, to the ICC for, for war crimes uh, in regards to the invasion of Iraq. Uh, th- but this is a real probe, and this is actually really happening. Ultimately, if these uh, high-ranking Israel officials, as you say, are found guilty, uh, th- what would be the next steps, and would there be any way to uh, so-called bring them to justice? Uh, they would probably not be turned over uh, by the government of Israel, and they would probably not turn themselves over, mm-hmm. uh, as you're suggesting. Um, the court, however, has uh, some control over other states that are party to the treaty, and other states do have an obligation to cooperate and to surrender people. Um, so it would mean that if someone is uh, indicted uh, and then travels uh, to a country that is a party to this treaty, that country would have a legal obligation under the treaty to arrest the person and surrender them to the court. Uh, so that makes it a bit uh, uh, risky uh, for anyone who is indicted uh, to do very much travel. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how exactly uh, this unfolds and uh, what exactly uh, will be the results of the probe and, of course, Israel and the United States, what their reactions will be. For Pro- Professor John Quigley, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your legal expertise on this matter. Thank you.